Hi, welcome to the podcast called Chat Club. There's only one rule in Chat Club is that is everybody talks about Chat Club. This is my second episode. If you're here for the first episode, I appreciate you listening. Um, I had a lot of, you know, it was a lot about myself and my biography and how I dealt with anxiety and stuff and mental health issues. I'm your host, Alan Hilchey, and today's we're going to focus on anxiety and the symptoms and how to deal with this and maybe recognize it and so it's not so, I guess, typically frustrating, angry, and a lot of different uh, a lot of different emotions that tie around this with anxiety. I know how you recognize anxiety is a lot to do with physical symptoms. Um, and you know, you ask myself, you, you always ask yourself, what happens when I'm anxious? Um, where do I feel anxious in my body? Um, for example, there's a lot of different symptoms that, that you know that we can have. You know, you may get the butterflies in your stomach, which I talked about in my first episode about the butterflies and how it really paralyzed me. It didn't paralyze me, but it really, I really had to step back and refocus and refocus and re-engage and, and, and a lot of different things. But I recognize that as being one of my symptoms. Uh, when you sweat a lot, um, breathe, breathing heavily is, is also one. Um, you know, and also you feel dizzy or lightheaded. And this is a huge one that everyone has a lot of trouble with is sleeping. Um, because the biggest thing is when you hit the bed, your mind is always thinking. You're always, you know, you're trying to wind down and get yourself, you know, down to sleep. And your mind's always wandering and thinking and stuff. And, you know, it's not easy. I mean, I, and that's where it comes up with me is when I try to go to sleep and I can't. Uh, I do have a lot of troubles with sleeping. So I have to find some avenues. And with my podcast here, I may have some... I'm looking at some, you know, some possible solutions for me uh, when I go to my doctor. It could be uh, CBD oil. Uh, it could be uh, maybe getting some sleep medication from my uh, family doctor to help me with this because I'm feeling really restless. Uh, and not only that, I'm not getting my proper sleep and therefore feel droggy, lazy, all these different uh, things, which I don't want. I want to be healthy and I want to be energetic and I want to do stuff. So that's where I'm at. Um, you need to recognize your anxious behaviors. Um, basically, you need to know that if you do go to the doctor and you try to find out physical, whether it's in the emergency response uh, ER, like a surgery, you know, ERT, um, in the hospital or your family doctors, and they do all these tests, and you come out and you recognize, they recognize there's nothing physically wrong with you. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you have the symptoms in your body. So you're definitely not going crazy. Okay, let's get that out of your head. You're not going crazy and you're not hypochondriac. You do have symptoms of something that's happening, which is anxiety. So some of these symptoms are very uncontrollable and you need to find stressor, de-stressors. And you need to find ways to reduce your stress, reduce your anxiety. So, I mean, you need to find some solutions. So, you know, when we're talking about this, the the anxiety is not harmful to you. It's just a preventative mechanism that your body uh, has to say, hey, you know, my there's something wrong with me. Uh, in, in your body and your brain... 
puts out a symptom, whether it's, you know, your heart goes up, your elevation, you know, fear, anger, whatever. Now, when I get into the symptoms, there's there's hundreds of symptoms. I mean, for instance, there's crying, trembling, numbness, uh, heart palpitations, chest pain, you know, ringing in your ears, crying. Crying is a normal, normal response because anxiety, because you don't know what's going on. So you, you're very emotional. Uh, I get that. You get upset stomach. You can get diarrhea. You can feel electric shock, weakness in your legs. You can get butterflies in your stomach. Uh, you can get a tight band around your head, which could be a headache or, you know, a symptom of that, you know, strong feeling of in doom, like feeling of doom, you know, you get all these different symptoms and, you know, they're, they're emotional and it's just your body reacting to say, you know, Hey, there's something wrong. We need to fix this. And there's nothing wrong with this. I just want to make it for certain that anxiety is normal. You know, there's different categories of anxiety. You know, there's social anxiety, there's, you know, PTSD, which is coming to the forefront. Like, you know, um, there's, you know, different different disorders. Uh, you know, there's uh, OCD, there's, uh, you know, social anxiety, like I said before. P, uh, you know, there's chronic anxiety. There's different, numerous things around anxiety. There, there's a huge, huge, you know, uh, broad view of it, like, you know, your symptoms, like, you know, when we get into this, and, you know, I want to get back on, the, on this, on, you know, basically the sleeping. I know, you know, you, you know, you wake up in a panic attack, you feel worse in the morning, you know, you have difficulty, difficulty falling asleep and then keeping asleep because basically your head needs to calm down and whatever is going on in your head is what what needs to you know whether cbd oil or some medication i mean medication is not for everyone cbd oil is not for everyone but it, these are remedies that can help you and endure and help you live with with anxiety and help you you know better it because you're you're a survivor you are a survivor of this you're not a victim don't let the, you know, don't be a victim of anxiety. Don't let it rule you. Um, um, when I get back to, you know, post-traumatic stress order is another one. And this seems to happen a lot with first responders, people in the military, nurses, you know, doctors that deal with traumatic incidents. Uh, paramedics, firemen, uh, correctional officers are starting to come out now. That's my profession, being a correctional officer. And, uh, you know, paramedics, 911 operators, 911 operators is everybody forgets about them. Big instrumental in their 911. And do they get enough recognition for it? Absolutely not. They have all, first responders have an absolutely hard job. And they seem to deal with a lot more anxiety, a lot more uh, issues around that. And it's not, you know, it's not that I'm trying to center them out and I know everybody has anxiety, but... First responders are, they deal with a lot of anxiety. So when I go into it, there's PTSD, uh, generalized anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, which is anxiety based, panic disorder, and I'm sure I'm missing some more, but these are the ones that I've come up with so far, and there's social phobia. And 
social phobia that that's a real scary one that's that's when people don't want to socialize with people um they feel like people are looking at them they are very nervous around people uh big crowds um they get overwhelmed um and you know self-conscious in everyday life um and it's it's normal it's normal mostly around uh around younger kids seem to be like coming out of high school going to university and bang they're hitting social situations that normally they're not around uh, and it's, is it a bad thing absolutely not but how to deal with it as, as a young teenager because let's be honest uh, the brain the frontal lobe does not develop for young young adults until they hit into their 20s i think 20 21 i'm not 100 percent sure but a lot of their decisions and, and a lot of their things happen so it's developing as they go to university um, you know, and we get into this certain thing, and there's another one. Separation anxiety is another one. Um, a lot of disorders, a lot of separation anxiety, and this when you go to the professionals, they can help you round this down. They can help you determine what's the best course of action, you know, for yourself, and, and don't feel like you're, <laughs> don't feel like you're the only one in the world that has anxiety or. Uh, there's millions of people that have anxiety in the world. And there's people in your place of work that, you know, that have anxiety. Just They just mask it much better. I'm going to tell you something. I heard this the other day. And it was I was just, I heard it the other day. And I said, wow, it's powerful. And it's so true. Everybody in life wears a mask, whether it's a happy one or, you know, a busy one. Or they wear a mask to others to make others feel comfortable of them being there because in the end of the day these people that have anxiety like you and me and, and I'm sure that people with anxiety are listening to my podcast right now or there's people that have loved ones that are have anxiety and they're trying to find solutions or helpful situations a high percentage of people I'm going to tell you right now people that do wear masks happy ones or they're just you, you say oh my god they got it together probably a high percentage of them don't have it together and they're just faking it till they make it this is the terminology that I use a lot is fake it till you make it it's not that you're trying to you know you're trying to dupe someone or make someone you know you're just fake it till you make it is a terminology that I like to use that you're trying to make people feel that you're doing okay Everything's good. Everything's a-okay. You know, fake it till you make it. Wear the happy face when you're feeling depressed. There's a lot of people. And I talk to people. The more and more I talk about my podcast, the more and more I talk about certain things. And I talk about this podcast. I talk to people. And they tell me that they they fake smiles. They fake every day. And they just go through the motions. And, and it's so sad because... They feel helpless. They feel vulnerable. They feel unimportant. And they feel that they have to put this big facade on to family members or their children or family members or co-workers or people that they're acquaintance or friends or teammates in sports. Wow. that, that That's so hard to, to do because I've done it. And for people to actually sit there and, 
and believe it. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, or maybe some people are really scared to help out people or ask if you're okay. Don't be scary, people. Ask them if they're okay and ask them about their life. Ask them about how they're doing in reality in life. Because they may break down and say, you know what, um, I'm having, you know, this is what's happening. And maybe they don't, maybe they do. But it's their job as a coworker and family member to ask this. I'm telling you, because sooner or later it's going to wear on. And they're going to feel like they can't go on in life. And, and suicide is a prevalent thing that can happen. And gosh, no one wants that. I don't want people committing suicide because they don't feel important or... They feel they don't want to be a burden on people. It's an emotional draining time for these, you know, for people with anxiety and depression. Because anxiety equals depression. Uh, depression is not a good thing because you're depressed about how to deal with this anxiety. How to deal with feeling not, you know, feeling feeling vulnerable and feeling, you know, blah. And, and getting up every day, going through the motions and wearing that mask. Man, that's exhausting. And when you come home at night, you can't sleep because you're worried about how the next day is going to go and so on. And it's a repetitive. So we need to be more informative of anxiety, more informative of depression. Depression is, you know, correlated with, with you know, correlated with, you know, anxiety. So, I mean, we're talking about Anxiety. We're talking about depression. We're talking about how people just go through the motions. And how do we prevent this? Well, recognizing it, talking about it, you know, being supportive is such a big thing. And a lot of times, you know, you talk about kids and, you know, they act out bad and they always want to be heard, you know, and they're being pestered and stuff. Well, that's natural evolution of humankind. We all want to be listened to. We all have something to say. We all have an opinion. It's like buttholes. We all have one. So we have opinions. So opinions aren't a bad thing. It's how we express them. And expression is, you know, how do we deal with certain things when it comes to anxiety? Man, not a cool thing. But I'm just talking about the symptoms. I'm talking about, you know, you're not alone. People are not alone in this battle. And it is a battle because it can... It can the more and more you deal with it, the more and more you get depressed, the more and more, you know, symptoms come up and, and you feel horrible. And I just want people to recognize this. And, you know, if you do have anxiety and you do have these, you know, talk to someone, talk to a professional, talk to someone you trust, talk to your friend. You know, they're there for a reason. Maybe they're going through the same thing. You know, don't close yourself off and don't. If someone shuts you down, don't take that as, you know, they don't care. They're just scared because they might do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing. It's not anything about, like, what what you're saying to them. Sometimes people are just scared. They're scared to do the right thing or they're scared of anxiety. They're scared of depression because they know where that leads. You know, uh, they've heard a lot of stories. And, you know, when you, t when you talk about this, I mean, in reality... No one wants to talk about anxiety. No one wants to talk about depression. It's not a common common occurrence. So, you know, how do people react? I mean, people react so differently. Everyone, it, perception is different. Like, my, my perception now is way different than when I first started. 
uh, work because I went through the trials and tribulations of my workplace. Went through the traumatic. I went through anxiety. I went through all these different uh, challenges. And, and believe me, dealing with me now compared to then, because I was very, very opinionated and said, you know, huh, they're a little weak. And I'm ashamed to ever think that I thought that about people because people handle stresses and, and situations so differently. Um, when situations happen in my workplace, there's always video and stuff. And I take it upon myself not to look at those. I don't want to be judgmental. I want to support the person. I want to support the person through a traumatic incident. I'm more empathetic now than I've ever been. If I'm in a situation where something happens in a code, I look at my coworker and say, man, you okay? And I let them just vent. And I don't judge them. And, you know, I can see the expression in their face. And, and what is most rewarding thing about everything is the sense of relief that they let this out. And the biggest thing is you need to target this quick. You can't let this drag on. Because the better chance of surviving this, the better chance of learning how to deal with anxiety and depression is getting the help as soon as you recognize it. And sometimes it's a little intimidating because you're always you're always looking at people and saying, oh my God, do I, you know, how do I look? Or everyone's worried about how everyone looks or what the other person thinks or what the Joneses think. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't care what people think of my workplace about if I went through anxiety or if I have PTSD or I'm having a rough day because I'm only human people. And humans are gonna have up and down days. You're gonna have bad days, you're gonna have great days. But the thing is you gotta remember the good days and how you coped with the good days, how you dealt with these situations. You have to learn to cope with these situations. So I mean there's all there's so many alternatives. There I mean there's there's counseling, there's you know, I like to call it tactical breathing, which I've learned. A roadmap a roadmap to mental health is I took a course at work and it roadmapped me to all different possibilities of the way I can help myself. You know, if there's a assistance employee assistance program, use it, people, use it. There may be some helpful information in there. I mean, you may not believe the person that you're talking to, but if they can get you some information, make sure you go on the internet and read about anxiety or depression or different uh, ways to cope with it or some coping mechanisms to help you get through the hard times. You know, there's all kinds of peer groups out there. Like, I, I know that there's out there, there has to be some groups out there with with this, whether it's in your region or, your, you know, look on Facebook, um, type in, in Google, Find stuff that's going to help you. Help things, you know. I mean, me talking is one thing. Me getting you all excited, and, you know, and trying to help yourself out. But you're the one that's got to take the step. You have to take the step to open up to people. It's not easy. I, I get that. To sit down and talk about your feelings. And maybe you're in a generation that, you know, we didn't do that. But if you don't do this, it can mask to other things, other ailments. It can lead into different things. And really, we want to help a healthy life. We want to live the best we can because human nature is to have the best of the best. And, you know, whether it's mental or physical or anything like that. I know myself going to the gym to get myself to drag there. I've got millions of, millions of excuses not to go. 
Sometimes you just got to get in that car and you just got to drive there. Or get a buddy and go with a buddy. Uh, someone that has a similar issues as you, similar you know, anxiety, depression. Start recognizing these people and start helping. You know, maybe you can be that buddy today that can help that person. You know, it's all about helping each other. And you know, paving it forward is a big thing that I've heard a lot of and a lot of people that are doing stuff and paving it forward, whether it's paying for someone's coffee through the, you know, the coffee through drive-through or paying for someone's meal, you know. Karma. Karma is, a, you know, and, and I'm a firm believer in karma. I believe that if you do something good, somewhere down the road, something good's going to happen to you. Firm believer in that. How you want to get treated is how you treat others. You're gonna, you want to be treated good, you got to treat others well. And I'm a firm believer in that also. But really when it comes down to it, people, you know, when it comes to anxiety, you have to find coping mechanisms. And, you know, the mechanisms are different things and you need to expand your horizons. You need to think outside the box because sometimes things aren't going to work. Like, I mean, there's yoga. Yoga is a wonderful stress de-stressor. Um, you know, <laughs> I had a gentleman at work, a co-worker that started doing that and he absolutely loves it and helps him with the stress, you know, and I said, go do it. Great. It's good for you because, I mean, it's helping them. You know, uh, you know, different things like there's the gym. Everyone swears by the gym. It's good. Uh, taking your dog out for a walk is also good for you and good for your pet. Having your pet, talking to your pet, go talk to your pet. Tell them how you feel. What's wrong with it? The pet's not going to talk back. It's going to listen to you. Probably lick you. But at the end of the day, you got someone that's going to listen. You know, you know, try your little things out. Uh, you know, your little, your, you know, try some experiments. Talk to people. You know, talk to groups. Reach out. Because the only one that's going to solve this problem is you. Getting the help you need. Because um, when it really comes down to everything, it, it, the focus is on you. What do you need done? You know, I, you know, I, I can sit here and preach and preach about it. Not preaching, I'm talking about it. But when it really, the pinnacle point of your life and you need help, what example are you setting for others? Be a leader. Be the one that's going to take the bull by the horns. Because if you're the one in your workplace or your home life that takes control of this anxiety or depression, then you may get others out there and you might be the leader of it. And maybe you'll share your story like I'm doing right now and trying to help people, you know, be a leader. You know, it's therapeutic. It's helping me by doing the podcast, trying to reach out to people on a daily, you know, weekly basis or however I'm going to do how many podcasts, you know, I'm going to try to do one a week or two a week or whatever. What really comes down to it is it's therapy for me to talk to people. So maybe someday you'll share your story or maybe I'll call you and Skype you in. Hey, you know, I remember that time you said something. So let's take our masks off. Let's show our true emotions. Let's, you know, let's figure this out together. Let's let's go and, and you know, let's explore other options. Let's explore things that are going to make our lives better. Take a chance. You know, when we drop into the car for the first time, when we drive, we don't know what's going to happen. We know we're driving. We know there's going to be red lights and green lights. We don't know if someone's going to drive good or bad. 
But we're taking a chance when we walk out the door every day. We're taking a chance on our health, uh, mentally and physically. So, you know, take the chance, take the opportunity and help yourself. You know, and I really, really think that we should to invest in ourselves, invest in our lives. Because what's the best investment in our life is ourselves. Our mental health is our best. Anxiety, go away. You know, let's get it out of here. Let's manage it. It's never going to go away. You're going to have moments where it happens. But you can decrease your stress and know your stressors. And when you know them, you can attack them. And, you know, whether it's different things that help you in life. Well, you know, I'm looking at it in the future of doing CBD oil. And it's the stuff without THC. And I'm looking at it as maybe it'll help me with my anxiety. And, you know, help with other things. Help with my sleep. You know, make me feel better about myself. Um, Not that it's going to make me feel better than myself, but it might aid in making better decisions. So I'm still working on a lot of issues. Do I still go to work happy? Absolutely. I try to go to work happy. Even work some overtime. Wow, imagine that. But really, folks, when it really comes down to your health and your symptoms, recognize them. Take care of them. See a professional. Talk to a friend. Talk to your wife, your spouse. Talk about your feelings. Tell, talk about how you feel vulnerable and it feels helpless and you fear it. Everybody fears something in life. So thank you very much for exploring with me today, understanding symptoms, understanding their vulnerabilities, but finding a way to do it. And I really appreciate it. I'm Alan Hilchie. Thank you for listening to Chat Club. Until next time, talk to you later.